Today's episode of Getting Grown comes from Heineken. With all the stresses of life, it can be easy to lose perspective on what really matters. But Heineken believes that life's about being with loved ones and opening yourself to new experiences. Because when you live spontaneously and embrace the unexpected, it's a chance to create new stories and connections. You just have to be open to it. So enjoy a refreshingly cold, full-bodied Heineken lager today with its deep golden color, light fruity aroma, mild bitter taste, and a crisp, clean finish. Cheers! It starts with the House. If progressive candidates win back just 23 districts in the House of Representatives this year, they'll put the Trump agenda in check. That's why nearly 500,000 volunteers have signed up to take action in the 2018 midterms with Swing Left. Don't just vote this year. Volunteer. Join the grassroots movement that's making change in this year's midterm elections. Take action and sign up now at swingleft.org slash grow. Blue jean, baby, L.A. lady, seems just for the band. Pretty eyed, a prairie smile, you marry a music man, ballerina, have you seen her? Dancing in the sand. Now she's in me, always with me. Tiny dancer in my hand. That is dedicated to our good sis Nikki from Houston. All right. In L makeup. Mm. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Oh, my Lord. Count the headlights on the highway. Mm, 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 Lay me down in sheets of linen. You had a busy day today. I love me some Elton. Well, I mean, all right. Well, praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown with Jane and Kia. I am Kia, and I'm on pitch, <laughs> and this is Jane, <laughs> and she is not, and we are here <laughs> for another week's worth of conversation all about adulting good people. We will be talking about the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being an adult in the year of our Lord. 2018, man, it's almost, I mean, it's October. We are squarely into the last quarter. Oof. And uh, what's going on with you, sis? Oh, gosh, just running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I am, uh, I'm okay. I had a really good weekend. Um, It was our good sis Antoinette's birthday. Come on here. Happy birthday, Antoinette. I love me some Antoinette. Make sure you guys check out Around the Way Curls. She's just stunning and so talented and just... Just gorgeous. The both of them. Shanti and Antoinette. I love them both. Those are are my sisters. But uh, it was Antoinette's birthday. And I had the privilege of speaking at the 
CultureCon, which was uh, a convention hosted for young black um, creatives. It is the se- it was the second year, and it was super, super, super dope. Um, Remy Ma was there. John Legend. Um, John Legend was there, and Charlemagne. It was a bevy of speakers. It was a bevy of speakers. You guys can check them out uh, on Instagram. I believe it's at the CCNYC, um, but you can definitely uh, look on my social. But shout out to them. It is a young group of of black young creatives who put together a collective. And I a- went to high school with one of the girls. Did uh, you? I did. We were in the same limo at prom. That is. <laughs> And I saw on Facebook, and I was just like, that's Ashley, girl, hey. That's hilarious. Well, so one of the other organizers is my coworker. Um, it's a small world after, after all. all. <laughs> that old nasty vibrato. Mm, it's gross. a small world after all. <laughs> yeah, man. We just, <laughs> like, so the world is, is crazy small. It is, and what makes it even smaller? So my my coworker is actually one of the um, one of the organizers as well. He is also John Legend's first cousin. So mm. he that was means a, he probably got good Baptist vibrato as well. Oh, sis, oh, he be, he be Pentecostal, day. Pentecostal, and they be when the morning comes. <laughs> he be he be hum diddy diddy it around the office. All. <laughs> <laughs> it will be all. <laughs> Oh, one day, say you for my love. Say you for a moment to be with me. Say you for my love, just a little. Save a little for me. We're not gonna talk about John Stevens on my watch because Won't I enjoy you save him. Save a little. I love John. What you talking about? Listen, and he sings live, and he sounds like his voice has been digitally mastered. Does I want you to know it, sis? So. He sang at the con at the conference. Ooh, I was at, I told y'all, I, I always tell the story about how I almost got put out of the Meriwether Amphitheater <laughs> at the concert because I was like, do y'all hear John? John is singing. I don't know what you came to do, but John came to sing. <laughs> they was like, shut up. I was like, be mad if you want to, but that nigga is singing. <laughs> they were so ready for me to go. But you I was like, like that lady who was next to my dad at, at, at the last Luther conference. Uh, last I was about to say conference. The last Luther concert that he went to, oh, he said man. there was this lady. He said there's this lady next to, and my dad. F- so full disclosure, I am not on pitch. Kia is, and so is my father. My father can sing down. <laughs> he sounds like Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> so my fave. So um, can you one night? I loved a stranger. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a song on my heart. But uh, he was at this Luther concert. And so he was singing along, you know, huge Luther fans. And the lady next to him, ah, Luther! She's speaking. She's screaming the whole time. Because sometimes the spirit just moves you in a way which you just have to just give God the praise right there. That's how I Wait. felt. Because, you know, as, you know, singers... People who are, I don't even want to say it like that, but there are certain things that people who sing hear that I feel like other people don't hear. And and um, I don't know. It's just like a different, it's a different kind of appreciation, I think, because you have a, a sense 
of the talent and the skill that it takes to do certain things. Like some people, because people like John Legend and Nita Baker, like they just make it look so easy. Effortless. You don't, you don't realize the fact that, you know, they have such a level of control and tone and that takes work, you know? So I just, that kind of, when you have that kind of balance to your, mm. to your voice, mm. I just don't know how I'm supposed to sit there and be quiet. The jealous. Well, this it's lady a- was screaming so loud to the point, my father said, Luther stopped the show, show and said, Shanene? <laughs> oh. Well, she was probably doing too much. She Jockey. was doing three much. Oh, okay. She was doing three much. but my fa- And then she turns to my dad and she was like, you can sing too. <laughs> oh, bless her heart. She probably parts. hadn't been out in a long time. In a long, long time. But how was your week, sis? You know, I am just, I'm just here making terrible decisions and eating carbohydrates. Trying not to feel horrible about those things. But, you know, all is well. Um, working, trying to manage and balance all of the multiple deadlines and deliverables that are my life these days. I mean, it's, it's just like a, the next few weeks are going to be a push for me, but, you know, I'm just making it through. I was talking to Felicia today, Dr. Commodore. We were kind of, you know, keeping up with each other via text messaging, you know, how's it going, says, you know, struggling to find the progress, the productivity and kind of monitoring our progress on the different things that we got going on. And both of us were just like, some days you just you just don't have it. Like mm. <laughs> some days you just mm. no matter how hard you try, it's like a slow drip. Mm. Um and it just doesn't come out. But you know, you just try to push through and keep your focus in those moments. And I think that's where I am, trying to keep all these things going giving myself grace giving myself i'm trying that's that's my affirmation for the week is give takia grace because i tend to beat takia up but i need to give takia a little bit more grace because she's doing a lot hold that thought because we're actually going to talk about that in the kitchen table talk all right yeah we are currently holding the thought hold that thought please Mm -hmm. i'm not going to let you forget it okay well, I'm glad that you're here and accounted for, and um, I guess we can go ahead and give these good people a show. Well, let's do it. I'm going to stop singing. I'm going to stop <laughs> I'm not, doing that. I'm never going to stop singing. I don't know <laughs> why that happens, but like it happens to me every day. Because we're black and, and joyful. That's why. Know. It's just how the song, like there's a song in my heart and I just have to let it out. <laughs> I am going time. to sing. I be singing. I be singing down the hallway. I be singing in my office. I sing, and it's fine. Let's go sweep and mop, though, because we've got trash to take out. All right, Dean. Well, let's cue the clean up woman. trash this week the first one not being any trash okay solange has a new album that's supposed to be dropping this fall well we are excited mm. mm-hmm. i'm so hype a seat at the table officially made me a solo musical fan i was i was a solo fan but it made officially made me a solo musical fan um 
Yes. I love, I love that album. My God, I love it from start to finish. It is so refreshing. I find that I tend to, you know, let my playlist and things shuffle on my phone. Mm-hmm. And every time a solo song just shuffles up, I am just pleasantly, I'm just, oh, this is yes. It's just so good. Yes, we tried to smoke it away. Oh, no. I, the other day I was in the car and and Mad came on and I was in the car just like, I got a lot. Got a lot to lot be, to mad, be about. mad about. That's <laughs> it. Dad was mad. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tina's interlude still be cracking me up. Those interludes, man. And I love my black culture. That's not to say you shouldn't love your white culture. What's wrong with you? What's so wrong with me oh my loving Lord. my black culture? <laughs> You saw that picture uh, uh, Miss Auntie Tina posted today of Solange and Beyonce going to take a walk at the family function. Yes, I did. And I saw your uh, your comment and I saw Crystal's comment. And that's why Crystal and I are the same person. I said, well, would you just leave your business to yourself and don't. I was like, keep this mess off of my auntie's uh, comments, please, because she doesn't have any time for you. She does, actually. She's got plenty Mm -hmm. of time for me. And I feel like my good sisters, Beyonce and Solange, were taking a walk at the family function, and I stand very firmly in that. They are me, and I am them. Mm -hmm. Some actual trash. Florida has done it again. Oh, Lord. Because you know they stay in the mess. A man was in his feelings about his ex's new boo. Okay. So he walked up to him on the street, hit him with a tire iron, Hmm. carved initials in his leg and cut his dick off. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. There's something very sick. I mean, twisted, very twisted, very twisted. You want, you cut this man's whole member off. My Jesus. I just, why, why, why? And carved initials in his leg? But what would be the meaning of it? You know, people just... I people, don't know. What the, like my grandfather what, what says the whole world rationale? is a hospital and, and and everybody in it is sick. Well, I don't understand what the rationale behind something like that would be. But you know what you can't do? Make sense out of nonsense. Out of nonsense, okay. I'm not even going to try my hand at that because I am just... I don't have the range. Same. I just wanted to share that because I read it and I feel like everybody else needs to hear it. Gross. Orlando Brown's friends and family have staged an intervention for him. Well, we thank the living Lord. Somebody had to do it. Sis. E-B-B Oshanda. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, uh, uh. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. That, wait a minute. Can I just, That video you posted. The video you posted. The Halloween. Of the young man. That man I've been saying that all week. <laughs> and that young man is a genius because that is literally who I am as a person. It is. Ha, <laughs> We do not celebrate these things in holiness. Bubandi Osanda. Bubandi Osaya. Which, which handi Osaya. Which handi Osia. We do He's not like, celebrate oh, these no, things. No, we don't do this in holiness. Skeleton di Arabosaya. Uh, he's, he's he saw a ghost and he 
Mm-mm-mm. I watched that video Mm-mm-mm. like 16 times. Because it's so good. It's so good. Y'all can't Ooh. expect me to behave in like manner all next Ooh. week. Because I don't play these reindeer games. I told and, you, XD taught me how to talk in tongues. He said, all I got to do is spell college backwards. E-G-G-L-L-O-C. I am just fascinated that uh, uh, XD is an authority. <laughs> in the position to teach anybody anything. That is it, honey. Go ahead. You know anything XD says is, is an authority. <laughs> in his head. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love you. Uh, <laughs> Will Smith um, admits that Jada Pinkett once cried for 45 days straight in a rough patch in their marriage. And oh. she told him that he missed a few days. Oh, <laughs> well, know. what did he do? He, she, I That's don't know, but he nosy. said he, That's probably me. I don't know. He said he felt terrible during that time because as he, he very well should, he felt like he wasn't giving her all that she needed in the relationship. And it was just a really dark time in their relationship. But I love that they share these kinds of things because I know that they're one of the celebrity couples that many of us will look at and be like, don't break up y'all. Just don't break up. Like, just don't break up. So I love that they don't just shine the light on the fact that they are this beautiful black couple who has aged into this lifestyle of freedom and and living their best lives. Um, yeah, so I just love that they share that kind of stuff. That makes me, that's refreshing. And then last on the trash, Megan Merkel. I don't know. <laughs> That's Mark. I thought it was Markle. It is, but I just like saying it like that. Oh. Myrtle Urkel is pregnant. What are you doing? It sounds like you are eating your way out of a paper bag over there. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Well, just can you read the story? Oh, that's it. She's pregnant. Oh, well, congrats. She's pregnant. They are expecting a child. Fantastic. A little ginger. Isn't that amazing? It's going to be a little ginger baby. Um, I have... Nope, mm -mm, nope, I'm not going to do that. And that is our trash this week. That's what we got. So did you see the video that T.I. posted? I'm sorry, what? No. Hmm? T.I. is out here being ever problematic. What's um, new? Again. And um, so he posted this video. From what I understand or what I was later told was that it was done in promotion of his new album. Oh, he's still coming out with music. Yes, evidently it's out already, and people are saying that T.I. is back, so I guess, you know, he's, you know, it's good or whatever, but this particular video that I saw on Instagram yesterday was just, it was in poor taste. So he Uh essentially had, like, a Melania Trump lookalike, and he, like, you know, you know, set the video, so, like, the, the premise of the video is that, like, President Trump is Mm, right trump is leaving the white house melania is still there and uh, i can't believe i just said president trump i don't think i've ever said that in my life i was surprised myself but you know i get it whoa i have to repent please forgive me please forgive me so um he was leaving the white house and Mm -hmm. there was a look a melania lookalike there and she had on the i don't care jacket like the the jacket when it says, you know, I don't know. What was that problematic thing that was on the back of her jacket? She was like something about I don't care. I don't know. It was a oh, jacket. Oh, did like she that. oh I don't know nothing she does. And she takes the jacket off and she's naked. 
and like on the uh like dancing suggestively like a stripper ti ti sitting at the desk in the oval office it's just in poor taste um and it's disrespectful and while i think that melania is dumb as a box of rocks um and you know i i i i I don't feel like that that she deserves that it was very um you know it was just done it was done just her as a woman her as a wife it was very disrespectful and Um, and especially given the way that people have come for tiny and ti has always acted you know always spoke up spoken up for her i was very shocked that he would come for her her melania in such a way it's just it was just a disrespectful portrayal of of her and you know we are all you know very disgusted and displeased with with the state of the nation and who what you know who's in in a leader in this country but all that aside i i still feel like there should be i don't i feel like you should treat people like you want to be treated and i agree and i think that was just it's just in it was just indecent to me i don't really like i think it's i think it's a stupid idea uh, it was dumb just told me it's just dumb i i don't see the why like it has nothing to do to me it has nothing to do with his album it has and it was just completely on call for and to me it's just in poor taste I don't have any. Um, I hear yeah, I you. might not agree, but I. Just, I, I, I don't just have don't any. Like I have no. Like I don't have any sympathy in my heart anywhere for Melania. At all, um, especially especially given the immigrant business. Like I just don't have any respect for her. Um, but do I think that? Is even if is it necessary? No, Mm-mm. I don't have like I have no respect for her, but I don't think it's necessary. Like, I think why even ad- like ignore them? Well, I just feel like you cannot you cannot call out Donald Trump for being disgusting and a misogynist and objectifying women and doing women, something misogynistic, and then, and then go right ahead and objectify his wife in that way. Um, I mean, without... No, that is very true. If it was something that she agreed to, if it was something that she signed off on, if it was her choice in any way, it would be a different conversation. But to include... If you're... Like, I don't feel like... I don't know. I just feel like it was just out of... We don't need it. We didn't didn't need it. I think that's really what it is, is that we we didn't need it. And I just... I wish that... I I really wish that he had not done that. Because at the end of the day, um, it is just a demonstration of T.I.'s problematic, disrespectful, uh, um, and, and, you know, the, his, his, his disrespectful views of women, the way that he views women, the way that he would use a woman and her body in this, in this way, it doesn't sit well with me. And that, yeah, that I don't I, like No, it. that I, I agree with. And I, I think if you, because like you said, the whole thing is pointless, right? Like it's, the whole entire thing is pointless. So if you want to do something pointless and you want to attack somebody, you know what I'm saying? Then do some other representation. I'm not telling you what to do, but I think you all can read between my lines. 
Um, you know what I'm saying? If you want to kidnap, a, I don't know. Maybe not. But I mean, there, there were just other. I mean, I don't even know. Like, I don't know. It was. Just I, it, I just think the whole thing me. is just. Yeah, I think it's just all in poor taste and it's all stupid. And again, if you wanted to exploit uh, the, you know, the disgusting people in politics, then you could have done it in a different way. It was cheap, and it was. It was. Um I'm trying to think of the word that I'm looking for. It's not coming to me right now, but it was like for someone who is like like T.I., whose lyrics are known for like metaphor and nuance. Like this was just like really obvious. Like it was just was low hanging fruit. I like expected you done better. I expected something more sophisticated. It was just like a. it was real elementary. It was real mm-hmm. like it was like. You could have, if if you want, I, I feel like he could have been more subtle and, um, you know, if that shade, that it wasn't, it wasn't appropriate. Like it was, it wasn't, it was a cheap it shot. It wasn't necessary. It was a cheap shot. It wasn't necessary. You could have done it in so many different, you could have done so many other things if you wanted to make a political statement, but I don't want to hear political statements from T.I. I don't want to see political statements from T.I. I just want T.I. to continue to be the rubber band man, wild as the Taliban, Right, nine in his right, 45 in his other hand. Like, that's it. Yeah. And you could have done that. You're all for metaphors and so forth and so You took nine in my right, 45 in my other hand. You could have really figured this out. You could have really done this a different way. And this is not in defense word. of Melania. A, you just could have done other things. Yeah. There's a word. And yeah, there's a word that I'm looking for. And it's just not coming to me. It's probably going to come to me later tonight, like five in the morning. I'm going to just like sit up in the bed and say it. But the I just feel like you could have been like this is so raggedy, right? It was cheap, like you said. It was just cheap. It was clunky. It was just. It was just. It was just not done well. Did you watch Black Ink Crew? Um, in New New York. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like I have this weekend. I think so. Did you see the fight between Oh Shit and Caesar spelled wrong? Uh-huh. What did you think about that fight? What did you get from that? I'm not sure. I <laughs> Um did it seem like staged to you? It didn't it seemed like it seemed like Richard didn't want to fight. <laughs> I don't know if Richard can fight. Right. I felt like Richard <laughs> did I don't know, but I felt like he did not want to fight. Like I saw him in in the room and he was collecting his paintings or whatever. And like Caesar like brushed up against him and he literally like just like shrugged his shoulders and like tried to push him out of the way. It was like he was waiting for security to come between them. Like he did not want to and I didn't know I couldn't figure out whether or not it was because like this is my brother and I don't want to hit him mm-hmm. or I I just don't I just don't want to fight. I, I couldn't figure out. Okay, so I had I had both thoughts actually. I was like, especially when he broke out into ugly uh, Elise, what's her face cry? Um, Elise Elise Neal. Yeah, is it Elise Neal? Ugly cry. Set it off. Uh, no, that is um, what's Kimberly Elise? Yes. Yeah, she is. You know, ugly cry extraordinaire, and she cries and everything. Viola Davis was the queen of all ugly cry. I don't. Uh, Kimberly Elise really got an ugly ass cry to me. It's just, it's ugly. Fair enough. 
it's ugly. But I, after he went out into his Kimberly Elise cry, I was like, all right, so like, did this nigga just not really want to fight him, or was this fake? Cause I, it looked kind of fake to me. And I've seen we've we've seen Caesar get busy. Now we can say a lot of other things about Caesar, but the one thing that I can say about Caesar is that he can fight. like we have watched this nigga throw hands on multiple occasions he did it in new orleans this nigga can fight caesar can actually fight we saw it outside the western beef on 17th in (laughs) meat back in district when him and puma fought and puma tried to hit him over the bottle with over the head with that bottle but i don't know something about it just seemed off and i don't know if it was because they still really love each other but they're both very hurt or if it just wasn't real but i just don't understand how the nigga got in the shop had enough time to start taking things off of the wall and then just came out of the blue and was like well this is half my shop i'm like wait a minute oh <laughs> y'all just jump from a to y and i'm trying to figure out how this happened but anyway i just wondered if you picked up or picked up on that or if if i was bugging but that's trash this week. That's that's enough. That is enough. Let's get let's move on to some shout outs. My sister's popping right now. Like. Well, well, well. It is time to shout out our sistrin. And we've got an email today. The email comes from Jocelyn. Jocelyn writes, Hi Jade and Kia. My name is Jocelyn. Hey girl. And I'm a huge Buenos fan dias. of you both, individually and collectively. Well, bless your precious Aww. little heart. Every week I listen and yell, yes, as you do the shout out to my sis segment. I know that you both are booked and busy, so I thought this was a great time to shout out my sis, Melinda, who is the creator of the Pinnacle Planner, Planner, a planner that I hope you become more intentional with your time and lead a balanced life with purpose in any season uh, of life. We both swear by planners, but she really wins the crown. Melinda is is a, truly a walking testament of this planner. Not only did it help her chart and plan her relocation from the DMV to Argentina. Oh. oh. She's a newlywed and essentially had to restart her whole life. But it was also birthed out of her frustration um, on her high-profile government job. She has much on her plate but couldn't find a tool that kept her on track. So as they say, if you find something missing in the market, create it. So she did. You can learn more about the planner um, here, and then she offers a website. She says it's really a lifesaver, as I, too, in the words of Dustin, am booked and busy. Thank you, and please feel free to reach out with any questions. Best, Jocelyn. So Jocelyn sent us this email, and we've checked out the link, and all of the wonderful things that she cited about the planner, we can confirm because the planner is, you know, leather-bound, and it features... Um, you know, it's fully dated from January to December 2019. Um, and then January 2020, it has a weekly layout on a two-page spread. There are 12 monthly dashboards for goals, affirmations, reflections, and notes, and simple weekly coaching tips to guide you through the year. There's also a weekly study section to help you keep track of good reads, leaders to learn from, and tasks to follow up on. Um, and there's 180 pages in the planner, and it's... Uh, Printed on premium paper, there's a thick premium cover with champagne gold foil accent and an, and a ribbon marker. So, um, yeah, it's a really cute planner. We will leave the link so that you guys can check it out and hopefully purchase it. But, you know, if you want to get on track, um, Melinda and her wonderful planner 
will help you to do that heading on into 2019. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. And I think that you should check it out. I love it. Yes. Check out the planner. We will put the link in the description box. Um, and shout out to you. Yeah. Shout out to you, Melinda. Shout out to you, Jocelyn. Everybody check out the pinnacle planner and get your lives. Melinda, the Virgo. I don't know if she is, but I'm leaving her one. Um, so yeah, shout out to Melinda. Congrats on your on your wedding, sis. Your yes, marriage, your recent move to Argentina. Argentina. And these very beautiful pinnacle planners. Amen. Let's go on and get into some kitchen table talking. Today, getting grown is sponsored by a very large, expensive sea, a heart wrenching novel from best selling author Tahira Majai. Loosely based on Tahira's own experiences post 9-11, we follow Sharon, a girl who's tired of being stereotyped based on her race, religion, and the hijab she wears every day, and channels her frustrations through music and breakdancing. A very large expanse of the sea was selected for the National Book Award long list and can be found wherever you buy books. Looking for a steamy new podcast that's not safe for work? <laughs> then let me introduce you to Purple Panties. Purple Panties is a new erotic fiction podcast created by New York Times bestselling erotica author Zane. Zane. We all love a Zane. <laughs> <laughs> Based on her acclaimed anthology of the same name. On, on the outside, Maddox, Lauren, and Stephanie go against the grain when it comes to sex. But as relationships shift and physical needs change, can they keep up with the facade? Follow them on their journey as they navigate their professional and personal lives. The sun isn't the only thing hot in Atlanta. You can listen to Purple Panties now on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to purplepantiespodcast.com and use promo code GROWN. That's purplepantiespodcast.com and promo code GROWN for a free month of Stitcher. Welcome, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, scissors and paper, uh, glue sticks, and scotch tape. <laughs> color pencils and sharpeners welcome to the kitchen table talk today we're gonna discuss a kitchen table talk that was actually a suggestion um it was an email from our good sis mitsin okada oh oh i love that name and so she told us that she loved, she was blessed by the episode on Black Mothers and was wondering if we could talk a little at the kitchen table about how to parent ourselves as adults, mm. which I thought was uh, a really great conversation actually to have. So I found a wonderful article that I think we we're going to reference a few things from. And it's not necessarily a step-by-step -step or anything like that. I think Key and I have kind of eased our way out of that <laughs> and we've kind of just started having more conversations so we don't have anything super uh framed but we'd wanted to talk a little bit about parenting ourselves because i think that's actually an important conversation to have so kia usually starts off with the wonderful questions <laughs> <laughs> but i need to think of what <laughs> oh, so sis yes what are some ways uh, in which you feel like you parent yourself. What do you think parenting yourself is? Hey, there it goes. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Um, I would say that 
parenting, I guess in this sense, when I think of it, it makes me think of like how we monitor, how we how how, how we monitor ourselves, how we check in with ourselves and um, I guess think about the ways that we think about process and 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 do things. So it's kind of like a self-imposed system of checks and balances. Mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of objectivity, I think, is something that I am becoming better at. Like having and maintaining that kind of objectivity is something that I'm growing and getting better at. I think the older that I get. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just thinking about like day-to-day -day not being so led and consumed with feelings and not being so reactionary. Mm -hmm. um, but being, in, be being intentional about taking time to just kind of, okay, take a step back. And feeling the feelings and having my emotions, but not letting them rule me in ways that they did when I felt like I when I was younger. Um, at least that's when I, I feel like I'm aspiring towards. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but this is just how I'm processing it as I'm talking. Please, it through. this is what this is all about: processing yeah. and talking it out. Yeah, I just think, I just think about you know like all the ways that I have to check in with myself. Like you, even mm -hmm. today, sitting at my desk. And feeling myself getting overwhelmed when I think about, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. Um, there are times where I really get stuck in that, oh, my God, I have so much to do. And I get stuck there. My wheels keep turning in that space, like thinking about all the things that I have to do instead of making an actionable plan to do that. And, like, the ways that I parent myself or tried to parent myself today, it was like, all right, sis, you get about 12 more minutes to be overwhelmed and then we're going to literally write down what we need to get done this week and start prioritizing day by mm -hmm. day so not letting myself sit there in the feelings um and just be a mess uh i mean and i guess the other side of that is also knowing when i need to sit there in my feelings mm -hmm. and and you know just have giving myself space um to do that so i'm gonna stop there because i feel like i'm rambling but uh no yeah. actually that's a wonderful actually a really good um transition so the article that i found um which we will definitely be sure to post in the description box uh is a blog on psychcentral.com um, and it's actually so the title of it is three amazing ways you can reparent yourself oh yes uh and a lot of it, if you, I'm not going to go into the whole background, but a lot of it comes from like childhood neglect. And neglect doesn't always come in the form of uh, you weren't fed or whatever. Sometimes it's a lot of emotional neglect, which we've kind of touched on in Black Motherhood episode. Black Motherhood episode, and we probably will continue to touch on because I know there are a lot of things in which. <clears throat> You know, our parents, they tried their absolute best, but, you know, some things could have been done differently and they've kind of shaped the way that we kind of respond to ourselves now. Mm -hmm. But um, I love that you mentioned what I love what you were talking about. And I remember you having a moment last week where you missed a deadline. Mm. God. 
And uh, the very first way on the three amazing ways you can reparent yourself, the first way is compassionate accountability. Well, isn't that nice? I'm actually doing something right. And so what it a says refreshing you, change of pace. That's right. <laughs> so it tells you, number one, remind yourself that you're human and humans mm-hmm. are not perfect and everyone makes mistakes. Number two, think through the situation. What went wrong? Are there things you should have known or realized or thought about? Those are the parts that you own. Those are where you'll find the lessons for you to take away from this. And then take note of what you can learn and etch it into your memory. This can be the growth that results from your error. So I thought that was that was amazing. It's like, all right. Figure out what the problem was. Why did you miss the deadline? And I'm just using that as an example because we've all been there. (laughs) But um, thinking about why those things went wrong. And then number three, having having compassion for your humanness, your age, your stress level, and the many factors that contributed to this mistake. Mm. Let that sit for a second. That's so real, though. And I think, um, you know... A part of it is, we talked about this, I don't know, I think, I remember, I don't know if it was the Black Moms episode, but we talked about how there's a need when you get to a certain point in your life where you have, where you are, you start to notice Mm -hmm. the problematic ways that you've been, like the problematic habits and habits of minds and mindsets that you've just adopted because mm-hmm. this is what you thought you had to do or this is what worked for your mom or this is what worked in your family. Mm-hmm. But it may not work for you. So having to unlearn mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and be open to that process um, and not and not shame yourself or, you know, feel guilty about it or even use it as a, as a, as a means for shaming your parents or your family because you know they did the best that they could and now it's time for you to to establish where your own values and standards and beliefs and habits will be or or are um so it's just it's just a part of evolving and Mm -hmm. and coming into a real realization of who you are um as a person and what you value and what's important to you and being okay if that doesn't align directly with people in your family or people who are close to you um because that's that's a a very real thing. I think that's a part of yeah, that's totally adulting and like f- figuring out who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, not you know not relative to who you are connect like not who you are relationally. Like your 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 mother's daughter, your mother's son, your father's daughter, your father's son, your little sister's big big sister. So, but but who you are as you right? So I. Yes, I am, you know, Rhonda's oldest daughter, but who is Takia? Takia by herself, uh, you know, how, what does that mean for her? How does she present? How does she show up in spaces? What are the things that are, are important to her? And there are things that are important to me, things that I value, things that I prioritize that align directly with uh, who, you know, with my mom. But then there are things that don't, and that's okay, too. That's real. That's real. And it's and we ha- I think we did touch on it in the Black Motherhood yeah. episode. Um because the thing again time and time again we've said it, time and time again we'll say it again. It's okay for you to not be your parents. <laughs> it's okay for you to do things a little bit differently. You can take 
or as Kia's grandmother says, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Right. Like take the things that are that are that are uh, valuable to you to your core, um, and that you want to pass along. But if there are other ways or other problematic things, things that you have seen. Uh, that have added like extra stress to your life. And I, I love that it's talking about this grace because a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves because our parents were so hard on us. Agreed. Or, and like we said last week, like, you know, we're socialized to be these perfect people. Mm-hmm. Like we have to be and we have to or even present ourselves as people who have their stuff all together. Yes. And for me, I work with my therapist on this a lot because it's like I have this unreasonable standard Mm -hmm. for myself or I have this image of who I feel like I'm supposed to be in my mind. And oftentimes that Takiya, you know, is what she does and how she moves. is just not feasible for the way things are situated in my life right now. Mm -hmm. And it might be ideal, but it's not my reality and being okay with, 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 you know, being okay with that like being okay with the fact that my life isn't together and I think that this ideal standard of where I am quote-unquote supposed to be comes from me being socialized around women who never let me see them sweat right they never like they never ever and I get that you know the whole strong black woman trope and I feel like you know it's a reality because mm-hmm. I, you know, the people, the, the women that I was raised around were undoubtedly strong. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have also been helpful for me to see the ways in which they were vulnerable and insecure and afraid uh, because that would help me to feel better when I feel those feelings and emotions as well. We got a nice email from a listener um, last week, actually, after the episode when you mentioned the same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she said she was one of our older listeners and she was like, when you were speaking about, you know, wondering if your mom had moments where she would go in her bedroom and cry, she was like, she absolutely did. Um, but like you said, it's important. It's important. It, it would, it, it's important for us to have seen these things, um, a little bit, not saying, and, and that's the, that's one of the things that I think I'd like to change as well is, in the reparenting of myself, letting Noah see moments where um, I'm not at my best. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So she knows that when she's got moments where she's not at her best and she's got moments when she's at her best, she knows that it's okay for her to be human in those moments. Um, And I want to teach her that it's okay to give herself grace um, because she's not going to do everything perfectly and she's not going to do it right every single time. And I think, yeah, that's that's real. I definitely want to, along with that, you know, I think it's okay for you to have high standards mm-hmm. and, um, you know, aspire towards certain goals and, in, in, um, you know, realizing and actualizing certain traits and characteristics and being disciplined in those ways. I think it's all amazing and awesome and and we should be aspiring toward those things. I'm not I'm not suggesting that we just let these moments of vulnerability and weakness and and fear take us over. We acknowledge that we have them. Um we also acknowledge that they are very much a part of the process, right? So uh not making it seem like your mistakes are separate and distinct from 
the pathway, you know, or your trajectory, you know, through life, right? Mm-hmm. Like reinforcing that, like, yes, you are supposed to um, aim for the stars and have high goals and work very hard to achieve them. But you have to also recognize that making mistakes and not doing everything right and um, that's a part of the process and you have to be open to those things as well because the lessons that we learn through those mistakes are oftentimes just as valuable, if not more valuable, than when we get it right, when we nail it. This synergy is just, I'm loving it because (laughs) that's a wonderful transition. (laughs) Again, um, referring back to the article, so we spoke, you know, we spoke a little bit about giving yourself grace and, you know, reminding ourselves that we're human, thinking through the situations, why these type of situations happen, why we why we fucked up, having compassion for ourselves, and then vowing that next time we'll use our knowledge to do better, right? So then it transitions into the second way in which we could repair in ourselves, and it speaks exactly to what you said about self-discipline. Because, and I love the point that it brought out. So when we're kids, we're not born with the ability to manage our impulses. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So self-discipline is not something that you are automatically going to have. You weren't born with it. It's something that it's discipline. It's something that we have to learn. It's something that we have that we've learned early. Um, And now we have to figure out how to take that self-discipline and implement it uh, where it's the most efficient for us. And so it tells us, um, number one, to stop blaming yourself for your struggles with self-discipline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of course it is. So when you, a lot of times when we are, you know, we have all of these, you know, we have different issues that might come up in different ones lives. Maybe it's something financial, you know, you get down to a certain amount of money in your bank account and you're upset with yourself. Well, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do this? You know what I'm saying? Like I have this issue. I have a problem with shopping. I have, you know, whatever you, there's many, many, many things that will be hard on ourselves about on why we didn't do something a certain way, but it says, stop blaming yourself for your struggles with self-discipline. Stop calling yourself names. Stop accusing yourself of being weak or deficient. Woo! Call me out. Call me out. (laughs) At me next time. Um, Stop being hard on yourself when you do things you don't want to do and on stopping yourself from doing things that you shouldn't do. Mm. I ate all these carbohydrates. That's why Mm. I told you we were going to get back to it. (laughs) And then, if you're too hard on yourself, this is great, if you're too hard on yourself, the chances are high that at other times, you're going to go too far in the other direction. So your balance is off. You're not mm. aligned any longer. Um, do you sometimes let yourself off the hook when you don't follow your own rules? Mm. Because that's damaging as well. And then using those compassionate accountability skills, you are building by applying them to each time you fell down on self-discipline. So self-discipline is the second way in which we repair in ourselves. And the thing about it is when I first read the email, of course, the things that came to my mind were, oh, parenting myself, making my doctor's appointments, getting myself up in the morning, going Mm -hmm. to work. But it's so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It's so much deeper than that because there's so many other intricate things that go into our everyday lives and how we operate that affect our moods and they affect how we operate. Yeah, I think that that's what it's really, I think this is what, honestly, and I know it sounds so cliche, but this is how I really, I feel like, you know, we've been 
I've been saying I'm I was I'm grown for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's not until now where I start to think about these things in these ways that I'm literally feeling like, oh, this is what it really means to be grown, right? <laughs> to to mm. take to take responsibility for yourself in a way mm-hmm. that you are committed to stretching and moving and improving and like and like you said, disciplining yourself. And when we think about discipline, um and conditioning and learning and reinforcement across the board when we think about it at all the way like all the way from Pavlov like all the way think about like <laughs> cognition Pavlov Pavlov and them dogs all the way mm. to you know what I'm saying like think about conditioning even all thinking even about like exercise and physical conditioning and training that all comes at a cost like it hurts it only comes through it only comes through like experiencing pain or discomfort um, or, you know, being challenged and stretched. It's only through like ripping and tearing the muscles that they've come back stronger. So being responsible for yourself in a way that literally monitors your, you know, monitors your thinking and how you think about how you navigate your life. So it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh man, I missed that deadline at work dang that sucks i'm you know and then you ne- the next day you just getting up and just going about business as usual versus saying dang i missed that deadline at work how do i make sure what do i need to do to make sure that i don't ever feel like that again <laughs> right <Amen. laughs> or Listen. or you know what do i what do i need to put in place let's go back and think about where i went wrong where things went astray versus just you know being so reactionary and just taking life as it comes but that intentionality of like trying to like you know okay i'm not just going to take this you know oh dang this happened and that sucks no this happens that sucks what am i supposed to learn through it right how is this going to make me better and also checking yourself on the opposite end when you when you mess up not getting to the point where you're like I'm so stupid and you can't function and and figure out how to learn from your mistake and move forward. And even also like uh, this is a real this is an area where I really struggle just like you clock yourself for when you mess up learning how to celebrate your wins. Mm. Because that I feel like is really a hard press for me and my therapist really 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 gets on me about that because i didn't even really recognize how much of how much a part of me that is the fact that i that i don't do it um and and like when i say that it's just a habit i don't think about it it just flies out of my mouth like ain't nobody think about me like (laughs) like (laughs) that literally comes out of my mouth like every hour on the hour so well you know i don't want to give myself too much you know that's not it's not a big deal um to the point where Keisha and some of my other friends, like, they check me on. Mm. Now they call me out on mm-hmm. when I say stuff. Like, you know, like, um, the Essence article. Um, I actually was texting. I text with Sarah Jakes. Shout out to you, Sarah. We were texting about the I'm article. Sarah. She was like, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And I immediately, she she called me. I was like, do you see what you're doing? I was like, yeah, you know, it's just it's just a blog for Essence, and it's just about TV. Like, I'm not talking about anything profound. And she was like, you hear what you're doing? No, it's not just Essence. This is Essence, girl. 
It's not That's just, it. it's not essence. Because I was saying, you know, it's not the magazine. It's just the blog. Well, sis, who know. reads the magazines anymore? <laughs> so I'm just saying, that's a, so that's one of the things that I know that I'm working on and celebrating, celebrating the wins and being okay with um, being appreciative and grateful and, mm-hmm. and owning when I've, when I've met a goal and done something well. Like, it blows my mind the amount of people. I told, I was telling Jay earlier today that I, I sent an email to someone about something for the show and wanted to include some of our stats to just kind of give them some background about who mm-hmm. we are and what we what we do and where our listeners are and those kinds of things. So I was looking at our stats and it's like thinking, um, you know, I don't check them often. I don't check them at all, actually, because mm, I don't want to get caught up in the numbers game. Like, mm-hmm. Whether or not we have 13 listeners or we have 130,000 listeners, I want I want all of our listeners to feel like they're at the kitchen table with us That's and, it. And, and we have quality content, right? That's so it. I want it to be so good that everyone keeps tuning in, whether it's 12 of y'all or, or a million of y'all. Mm-hmm. We want to keep y'all coming back. So I don't like to get caught up in the numbers game because then it's easy to be like, oh, well, the friends don't have this many listens and the read got this many listens and and my leak got this many listens and I don't want to get caught up in that. I want to just make sure that getting grown is the best show ever. So I don't look at it. Needless to say, I had to look at it today. And when I saw how many listens we had last week, I was, my mouth was agape. <laughs> like, like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like I never thought that people would really like clock in and, and stay tuned into what we're offering. But the fact that people are doing it is so humbling and I'm so Listen. grateful for it. And it's hard for me to own it, but it's like, no. We sit down in front of these microphones every week and we show up when we're tired and we show mm. up when we got things to do. And we do this show well into the night. <laughs> then we yeah. get up in the morning <laughs> and go to work all over again. And it's hard work. It's work. It is actually a lot of work, but it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um and I have to learn how to celebrate that and not downplay it and not think, oh, we only have this many this many listens. If you compare us to, you know, Dustin, Fran, and Asante. No, it's not even about that. Mm-mm. The bottom line is we are doing hard work and people are connecting with us. And I think that's amazing. It is, I, I, listen, when I, I can honestly tell you all, in the time we've been doing this show, I've never checked the stats. <laughs> I never have. And when so Kia texted me today and I was like, well, you know, well, so so what are they? I guess what are they? And she was like, "This many." I said, "Well, okay, right. <laughs> all right." So there's more than twelve of y'all listening. Cool, right? But if, like she said, if there were twelve of y'all listening, we still want to make sure we give you um, the best that we got. No Anita Baker. So I love uh, the third thing that. Um, we can use to repair in ourselves and you touched on it earlier and that's learning to love the real you. Yeah. Learning to love the real you accepting that it's not your fault that your parents may not have loved you in the ways that you needed. So Mm. that's not to say that they didn't love you, but in the ways that you needed them to. So, which again is a lot of why we are the way that we are. And Mm. that's not a diss to them, but it is what it is. Start paying more attention to yourself who you are, what do you love, what do you hate, like, like, dislike, care, feel, think about. Pay attention to what's good about you. 
Make a list and keep adding to it. Are you a loyal friend, a hard worker, dependable? Do you record until 1 a.m. every single Monday night? (laughs) (laughs) Are you honest? (laughs) Write down everything that occurs to you, even if it's very small. Reread the list often and take these qualities and own them. They are you. Um. And I, I just this this whole article just resonated with me. It really, really did, because these are the real ways in which we learn to parent ourselves, giving ourselves grace, making sure that we are learning lessons um, so that we're not repeating mistakes, but all, and then loving ourselves and who we're becoming and who we are. And. You know, because I've had to do I'm I'm doing a lot of reconditioning, a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying right now? It's a struggle. Like uh, I'm not an angry person, but I get mad. You know what I'm saying? And I, I know I get mad at justifiable things, but I have to realize that stress, that whole thing about stress adding to your life. I've read an I read a Angela Bassett's article. I can't remember what, what, what it was on in. People asked her 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 anti-aging secrets. (laughs) You know, she laughed. Um, And she said one of her one of the ways in which she looks like she's 12 is uh, because she doesn't stress. Um, And I'm learning to not stress about things that I can't control. Um, to not kick bikes if a little boy tells me to Mm, suck his dick. And break your toes. And break my foot. (laughs) you know what I'm saying I'm learning those things but at the same time I can't be mad at myself and continuously beat myself up for what may have happened before I just have to figure out how to respond differently in the future and I mean in all fairness you know what I'm saying it took me 30 years to get here I'm not gonna be able to unlearn that 30 years in a year and a half that's really it that's that's just it, it right that's it like it's that's just the, the the same the same time um that it that it's taken to create the habit is going to take that much time if not more to break it That's and it. what i what gives me hope and encouragement is that while i'm figuring out i feel like that god gives me grace mm-hmm. and i can ask him for it um and that gives me comfort right so it's like and i know that even when i'm even in all my raggedy and when I am, you know, in my shortcoming and my continually striving to be better, where I had where I fall short, he makes up the slack. And that's what that's what makes me uh that's that's what gives me some peace of mind. It helps me to stress less. Cause mm-hmm. I, I too am working on not stressing. But um And it's know, hard. Like said, it's a day to day, it's a day minute to minute, hour to hour challenge it is it is an intention it is something that we have to continuously work toward and that's just as real as it gets and these these are some of the ways um in which we can learn to reparent ourselves and parent ourselves and make sure that we're really focusing on our mental health and how how we want to be as people and who we want to be as people and you can be who you want to. I know that sounds so cliche, but you can. You just have to put in a little bit of the work and be a, be intentional about paying attention to a lot of these needs and a lot of these things that um, may need some reconditioning in your life. Right. Um, so we all working on it. We all have challenges. We all have struggles. And I know we are all trying to figure it out. That's exactly what this show is about. Um but Kia and I like to have these conversations because we 
we want everybody to know that we are struggling just like you all. Well, I We're, think we all are. I think anyone who suggests that there is not that they are not is a lie. They are a liar and a cheat. Just lies and conjecture. It's just not true. And I don't want you, and I don't want you, and I don't want I mean, you no honestly, more. Honestly, honestly, like I don't think anybody is. I mean, we are all raggedy people in process to being better. But I think striving uh, to be a little less raggedy day by day by day. Day by day. <laughs> That's what we should have called this show. A little rag a little less I'm raggedy day by day. <laughs> striving to be a little less raggedy. Just a little less. And I mean, parent. Another thing, just one thing about parent parental love is supposed to be unconditional. So the same That's love, it. the same Self-love. love. You know what I'm saying? Even though when we was all, you know, terrible and just, you know, defiant and insubordinate and just doing all manner of things that were completely contrary to our parents, they still made sure that we had, for the most part, made sure that we had what we needed. Um, and you know. Whatever your parent, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully, everyone has has experience, and I recognize that everyone's parents' situation is, you know, we're all fluctuating and going through different things. But mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that, ideally speaking, the love from a parent or guardian um, is unconditional. It is. So we should, as we endeavor to parent ourselves, we should apply that same principle <laughs> and try to love ourselves unconditionally and be kind to ourselves and. And um, give us gives our, give ourselves space to figure it out because we don't know what we're doing. We wouldn't know what we're doing. That's and that's how we're gonna close out this kitchen table talk. Um, so let's let's just all learn to give ourselves some grace. Let's work on a little bit more self discipline and self love, and uh, figure out how we can be better people. Honestly, straight like that. Let's move on. To the honesty box. Support for today's show comes from Thrive Market, an online marketplace that's on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. You'll get access to thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Whether you're vegan, gluten-free, or feeding a family, you can choose from 80 plus qualities to get everything you need, including non-GMO, fair trade certified, and BPA free. From organic almond butter to lavender essential oil, Thrive Market carries everything you need. They have pantry staples, cleaning products, sweet treats, the best snacks, and much more at an affordable rate. And for every paid membership, this is my favorite part, a free membership is given to a low-income family, public school teacher, military veteran, or first responder. I told you all how I love Thrive Market. It's super convenient to have my snacks mailed to me, but the fact that I can get gluten-free snacks, I can get vegan snacks, I get all healthy, and you know how I feel about GMOs. Get them out of here! I don't have to worry about any of that. Um, They have zero-waste packaging, which I absolutely love. Prices and the delivery is quick, fast, and in a hurry. Flash. So now with our special link, Thrive Market is giving you an extra 25% off your first purchase plus a free 30-day trial. That's 25% off the already low prices that Thrive Market offers. Just go to thrivemarket.com forward slash grown to access this discount. Honestly? Truly. All right, y'all. It is time for the Honesty Box. Let's get right into it. Good morning, big sisters, Jaden Kia. <laughs> hey. Good evening. I'm frustrated, confused, and have um, 
Oh, and have a little background info before my question. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Let's call her uh, Charmaine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Charmaine. I'm a 20-year-old college student in Texas who doesn't often buy things on Instagram. I saw the okay. company Moon X Cosmetics and saw how beautiful her skin care line was oh, and that God. it was black-owned, so I decided to buy it. I don't know where this is going. I purchased three things for almost $60 on August 3rd. I've never waited longer than three weeks to recover anything, even things shipped from Australia. What? Well, please tell me what you have shipped from Australia. I am quite interested. I emailed her multiple times about the status and shipping, and she responded maybe once. I also asked if she could change the shipping address on the order the day I ordered it, and she did. I looked on the website where it said that processing takes three to five three to 45 business days, excluding holidays and weekends. However, I did not think it would actually take this long. On October 1st, I emailed her trying not to seem as frustrated as I was about why my order hadn't arrived yet after almost two months. She responded with the following, you will be refunded because you can't wait for the processing times you agreed to. So now I'm just waiting on my refund, but it doesn't seem like I'm going to get it. What else can I do to get my money back? Thank you, Charmaine. Oh, Lord. Um, well, first and foremost, that's raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> that's super raggedy. I don't like that, actually. And I, uh, yeah, Kia knows. I don't take kindly to that at all. The, uh, the suggestion that I have for you is if you can't get a refund from this lady, then dispute it with your bank or credit card or however you purchased the yeah. goods. PayPal. PayPal is really good about handling your disputes. Um, Amazon's really good. Amex is really good. Amex will give you your money back. You can call Amex and tell them the sound was terrible at a concert (laughs) and they will give you your money back for the tickets. (laughs) Amex does not play about their customers because they don't play about who gets to be in their system. Um, But I would dispute it with your bank. Um, I would dispute it with your bank or however you ordered the goods. That would be my biggest suggestion. And you probably you can get a refund. It might take you a little while, but you've already waited two months at this point. <laughs> I promise you it's not going to take you two, two months to get your money back, though, if you, dis- if you dispute it through the bank or through PayPal or however you purchased. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, honestly... I don't know. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I know that I've certainly been burned... Not necessarily by buying on for Instagram, but some buying online. I think, you know, we live in an age now where it happens commonly and we all buy things online. But every now and then, again, you come across a brand, a business that is just not credible and just doesn't have integrity and mm. they play with you and play mm. with your money. I remember one time I uh, signed up some boutique or something. I don't know. Maybe it was on Instagram or something, but... It was like a a contest and you win something. And, you know, when I think about it, I was stupid for going along with it because there were signs all over the place. The girl wanted me to pay her through, I don't know, child. It was just, it was not straightforward. Uh, Needless to say, I sent her money and she promised to send me clothes that I never received. And um, went back and forth with her time and time again about it and you know just didn't get anywhere and at some point I had to just decide like hey like 
you know? <laughs> I guess I just have to charge it to the game. Like, and, you know, if you want to go through different, like, you know, I make complaints. Um, and I even commented, like, I commented on, like, she posted another contest and I commented and shared my experience of the contest and how I didn't get my stuff. And, you know, we kind of had it back and forth, but it just got to a point where I, I was like, okay, well, I know this is not going to end well. And I might be out $65, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, she just, what's coming to her is going to, you know, mm. she'll, she's going to get exactly what's coming to her. And that's that. <laughs> I, um, I'm a firm believer that you ain't got to be out $60. Spew <laughs> that shit with your bank. <laughs> but. I I I really I really hate poor business practices. Um, I actually have, uh, I've I've had full blown beef with somebody over poor business practices, Kianos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Kianos very well, but so I don't I don't I don't think that that's cool. I don't think that's right at all. Um, and. I'm also a firm believer that when somebody treats you like that for business practice, you know, for poor, p- treat you like that over their poor business practices, call them shits out, put them all over the place, blast, blast them bitches. Oh, that was another thing I forgot in the trash. I'm sorry. Quickly. I mm-hmm. want to tell you this. Oh, Charmaine, dispute it with your bank, dispute it with PayPal, dispute it with whoever you bought it through, dispute it through your credit card. Let us know how it works out for you, sis. Okay, so in the trash, um, so there's a DJ uh, that we know here in Brooklyn by the name of Hard Hitting Harry. And his daughter recently applied for a position at Necessary Clothing. I don't know if you remember Necessary when you lived here. It's, um, you know, one of the little clothing boutiques in Soho. They mm-hmm. got a couple of stores, little thotty, little thotty boutiques. But she went to apply, she's a teenager, she went to apply for a job, and a black person uh, told her that she was too dark to work for the brand Hmm. in 2018. Now, they are since, Hmm. now, uh, Harry posted, so she spoke out about it, and um, it was posted in the Daily Post, I believe, but... Uh, or in the New York Post, should I say? I'm sorry, getting the Daily News mixed up with the New York Post. It was posted in the Post, which I don't care for. But I just thought it was important to call out brands like that when they do bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, fuck you, Necessary Clothing. Anyway, so before we get into our petty pieces, I have a question. What's up? Have you heard about the new Ulta Beauty campaign? Absolutely. I love Ulta. I live for Ulta. There's an Ulta across the street from my house, and I can pretty much pay them rent. I have to travel to the suburbs to go to Ulta, but let me tell you what I do. Travel to the suburbs to go to Ulta. (laughs) And I do it because my beauty routine is important to me, and I'm able to get so many different products. They have over 500 brands in Ulta, and they're the largest beauty retailer offering all things beauty. What does your beauty mean to you? I mean, to me, honestly, embracing beauty and having fun with skincare and makeup has really been a way for me to come to, you know, really be proud of who I am, just me, right? It's helped me to celebrate the unique things about my face, my skin, Mm -hmm. my features, and, you know, just come to really appreciate um, and enhance 
you know, the shape of my eyes or how big my lips are. Those things, things that I felt like I used to run from as uh, a teenager and a, and, a, and a kid, you know, playing with beauty and coming and, you know, getting into makeup. And, you know, it's really been a way for me to really come to love and fall in love with 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 me yes <laughs> uh, and i you know it's really been fun it's been an awesome journey loving and really just learning to be like learning how to do makeup and becoming just a beauty and makeup enthusiast i just love to beat my face and beat the faces of those that i love you know i've been trying to learn to beat my face and mm -hmm. i think i'm doing an okay job you're doing well um but I, what I've really focused on for myself is skincare. That's what my beauty means to me, is trying to figure out what's the best uh, regimen for my skin, what are the best products for my skin, um, playing around with different toners and cleansers and moisturizers to see what works best for me. And Ulta is super key in that because of all of the brands that they carry, over 500 of them. Yeah. Um, and I love that they celebrate the meaningful role and power of beauty in our lives and, and that their new campaign focuses on the fact that beauty is limitless. I just think that's beautiful. Um, so whether you're ready to run the town, rock a certain look, or tell your story, Ulta Beauty is here to help you show it to the world. Visit Ulta.com to learn more and find an Ulta Beauty near you. That's U-L-T-A dot com. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty P-E to the T-T-Y alright it's time to be petty and I am prepared so um, this is going to be really like straight to the point I I need I just just talk to me nice I feel like I have been like dudes that have tried, do, especially this comes, I guess, with in dating or talking to guys or meeting meeting guys. I have I'm realizing that there's just I don't know if it's something that I'm you know the guys that I'm attracting, but dudes have not been nice. Like they've not been they're not like nice guys. Like I don't know what's happening. What's going on here? I noticed I have had a conversation with Keisha at dinner the other day about how like I noticed that one of the dudes that I was talking to. He doesn't say sorry. Like he does things mm -hmm. and they could be small things or they could not be not so small things. Like it could be that he, you know, stepped on my foot or it could be that he said he was going to call me back and didn't. Or it could be that, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I caught him in a lie or, you know, something. It could mm. be something. But either way, like, Throughout the course of the time that I've been talking to this dude, he has never once said, my bad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Like, it's always just been like, I know, right? I ain't, you know, he'd be like, I ain't shit, right? Right. But <laughs> that does not mean that, you know, I don't know. It's like, just be nice. And then, you know, I, she was like, you never trust, Keisha was like, you never trust a dude that won't say sorry because, you know, that is a sign that he is a stubborn very, asshole. You know, and then he, and he's also very self-centered self-serving mm -hmm. only thinking about himself and he does not care that he's done something that might have offended you even if he didn't intend to if it offended you and he's not willing to say that he's sorry that's a sign of his character but even more than that i took it a step further and just before i blocked him altogether, it was like you know let me just see i noticed one time that um he didn't say please or thank you like he just makes these these kind of random demands mm. 
like I don't know. Like it's okay. Not it's not not that it's ever okay, but like you know when you build a rapport with somebody. Like I feel like I'm close enough to you where if we were in the same room and you were sitting by something, I could say like, "Jay, give me that." Right? Mm-hmm. Um because I've known you all my life. Not all my life, but for but a really I, long right. time and we're just, you know, we're close. We're there. And we we're there. But if, <laughs> if I just met you and you say like you just, you know, do this, do that. Like, and never once, like, you never said please or thank you. I'm like, this is just, like, common courtesy, common decency. And this, like, he's literally, I'm like, dude is an asshole. Like, legit. <laughs> you too familiar, just my nigga. Not a nice person. Like, not, mm. like, even when you're trying to be sweet and flirty. But sweet and flirty is one thing. But I'm I take notice to when if we're out and you don't say please and thank you to people who we are around and and then you don't say please and thank you to me and then you do offensive things and you don't say sorry. Man, the signs are everywhere. And I just want people to just be nice. Whatever happened to being nice, I feel like people are not nice anymore. It's not common. Courtesy is no longer common and that is troubling to me. Yeah, that's like going out to eat with people who are just rude to the servers. Like, I don't like that. I don't either. I don't like it. Demanding and rude and just, Just very demanding. It's very demanding. Like, ugh. Like, I I ordered blah, blah, blah. Girl, just wait for it to come from the kitchen for a second. Uh, Can I get some ketchup, please? And it's even the way, some people say please, but it's the way they say it. It's just this sense of entitlement that I feel like. And I I feel like I I don't want to just generalize or oversimplify things but i'm noticing and maybe it's just the kind of guy maybe it's something about me that's attracting this dude so i will take own it and take responsibility for it if this is my fault but i'm noticing a trend in the guys that (laughs) approach me the guys that talk to me they are very mannish and i like mannish in certain respects but you got to be like mannish and polite you can't just be out here uh-uh, there's, yeah there's got to be balance to your mannish. yeah like you can't just i am tarzan you yeah. jane like don't, nah. be Con- don't be conan out here don't be out here just being disrespectful or out of pocket because i'm gonna get you told bless it bless your heart that's real that's real i just had to cuss four niggas out on the street for that and I don't feel bad about it. That's that, that's self-love. Um, so my petty peeve this week. I've been having a struggle with the petty peeves because I feel like all the peeves that have pettied me this week have been repeated things. <laughs> but mine is really petty today. Um, I went to go buy some rechargeable batteries from... Um, the best buy at atlantic terminal and i got home and got them set up because this stupid thing is like battery sucking sucks the life out of everything that we record out of anyway went to go buy some rechargeable batteries get home and the shit don't work and i'm really tired so my petty peeve this week is not about the, the batteries not working it's about the fact that I hate Atlantic Terminal. The, the Target don't never have nothing that I need in stock. Y'all sold me some bum batteries from a Best Buy. You're a Best Buy. You are an electronics store. 
If I was going to go anywhere to go get me some rechargeable batteries, it's going to be the Best Buy. How come it doesn't work? And I feel like everything that happens in Atlantic Terminal is damned. <laughs> I hate it. Atlantic Terminals when I got in that fight with that fucking raccoon at the Old Navy. Oh, God. I got these bum-ass batteries. Maybe this is the universe telling me to keep my black ass out of Atlantic Terminal. You have to listen. I, I do. I really do. And I started listening, but, you know, sometimes the convenience, you just got to run and go grab something real quick. But it's not convenient if it doesn't work or you don't have it. Then furthermore, when I got to the Best Buy, the gate was down. Well, I got to the Best Buy at like 4.15. I was like, why is the gate down? Is Best Buy closed down? They were like, nah, somebody set off the alarm, so they had to shut everything down. I'm like, it's always the nigga shit. And that's my petty peeve this week is nigga shit. Here. Welcome to my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. All forms and fashions. I don't like nigga shit. <laughs> well, and there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. We really, truly appreciate you uh, kicking it with us around the kitchen table this week. Uh, what's going on, sis? L.A., we are on our way to Whoa. California State University, Los Angeles. To, to speak is the opening keynote speakers for the... Women and Fems of Color Conference there. We will be there Friday, November 2nd. There will be a registration link in the description box. Be sure to register. You cannot just walk up on the campus all willy-nilly. You've got to register. Once you do register, though, that's really all you have to do. There is no cost. You can come. It's open to the public. So please come kick it with us. If you are in the Los Angeles area, we would love to have you. And then November 11th, we are busting Atlanta wide open. Let me tell you about it. And I'm so hyped because you all are... Buying your tickets. So if you haven't gotten them, I suggest you go ahead and get on it. If you're afraid because you don't have anybody to go with you, don't worry about it. We always have loners at the show, and they have a good time. <laughs> we make sure that it feels like a family environment because that's what it is. So We're going to have a big, 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 big old kitchen table, figuratively. And we will be there all around it, and we want you to come and kick it with us. So please come and see us, man. You're, um, the, the link will be in the description as well, so get your tickets before they go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. And we should have an, an announcement probably about the Atlanta show soon, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. It's going to be big. And shameless plug, if you're in New York City this weekend, come to the Jade and XD Do that. live show on Sunday. Um, there's still tickets available. It's going to be at Drum. And it's going to be a good time. We will make sure that you are, you. it's at a wonderful time. You can go get your brunch drunkness out the way. <laughs> and you'll still get home in enough time to get ready for bed to get up for work on Monday. So make sure you come through uh, October 21st, Jaden XD Live. Um, you can check my social for links. And in the meantime and in between time, drink your water. Continue to moisturize and always endeavor to mind your business. Why, sis? Because your black will absolutely crack if it's dry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't know. What I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay.